Welcome to the Love Your Life Podcast. My name is Stephanie. I'm a health and life coach, fitness enthusiast, entrepreneur, and a triathlete's wife. I am here to share my tips to help you create harmony on all aspects of your life, health, career, spirituality, relationships, and personal development. Every week, you will be inspired to create a life you love and deserve. Don't forget to like, comment, and follow our sponsor, Scribed. Unlimited audio and ebooks for $8.99 a month. Use the link in the show notes to sign up. Scribed. Unlimited audio and ebooks for $8.99 a month. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Love Your Life. This is your host, Stephanie, and today I'm super excited to bring Rachel Katz, who is a nutritional scientist, on our um, on our podcast, on our show today. She's awesome. I have been following her on Instagram for quite a while, and I definitely wanted to bring her on board. We have a lot of similarities, especially in regards to our backgrounds. Um, she has a passion for health and wellness. She does a lot of meal planning along with customized meal plans, and like myself, has had um, past issues with eating disorder um, and depression. So I can't wait to dive a little bit more deeply into how she was able to overcome a lot of these things. Welcome to our show, Rachel. How are you today? Great. Awesome. So tell me a little bit more about how you got into this practice. So my first year of college, I struggled with a lot of OCD and depression and anxiety. And when I was in high school, too, I had an eating disorder. So because of all of that, I got really into nutrition as a form of healing all of my issues in a more natural way. And then that's when I decided to change my major, my second year of college, to nutritional science. And ever since then, I've just been in love with using food as a method to heal your mind, your body, and pretty much everything. That's awesome. I had um, some same thing. I struggled with eating disorder anorexia when I was in high school and battled with a lot of the mental depression in college. But instead of going, even though I was interested in nutrition, instead of going down that route, I still continued to go down a political science route. And it was years later that I... Um, actually like two years ago that I decided to go back and get uh, my certifications in nutrition. So it was really great that you saw this need early on when you were going through it and saw that nutrition was a way of healing the, the, um, the depression, healing the OCD, and also the eating disorder at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very fortunate that I was able to find that early on for sure. Now, do you work, um, your clientele that you typically work with, are a lot of them also struggling with um, some of the similar symptoms or is it, do you have a more wide variety of clientele? Um, more a wide variety. Um, I also work with people who just want to live a healthier lifestyle and just make healthier choices. Um, I, I, can, um, I work with a lot of people who have diabetes and all kinds of different issues. Yeah. Yeah. And there's definitely a need to um, be able to regulate out that blood sugar because there's so many different health complications. And how long have you had your your website, The um, the Full Life? So I started my blog um, and my Instagram in 12th grade, actually, but it wasn't anything serious. <laughs> um, and my blog, it actually wasn't the same name and my Instagram was a different name, but I just started it for fun because I was so into making healthy recipes and sharing them. 
And then it wasn't until two years ago that I created my new website and kind of took it more seriously. And um, now it's my full-time job and I love it. Awesome. So two years ago, you were just fully into this and it's been sustainable for you to be able to do it as a full-time job. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just so passionate about helping women um, not only heal through food, but through different modalities like yoga, meditation, um, spirituality, all of that fun stuff. I love it. And I know that when we first, um, before we started recording, you said that you just woke up and you got your meditation in. Um, what style of meditation do you like to do? Or are you kind of like open, free-spirited when it comes to meditation? Um, so lately, I've had pretty much like the same practice that I do every morning. So I do five minutes of pranayama, which is um, different breathing exercises. And then I do 11 minutes of a kundalini meditation that helps balance out all of my chakras. And it just makes me feel so, so good. And then I do five minutes of like a visualization of how I want to feel for the day and what I want to manifest. And yeah, that's pretty much been my daily practice. I'm going to have to start incorporating that. I did a couple of kundalini. Um, and that's, I know, very, for me, it's getting the breath work together, but I think it's amazing. You do feel very powerful. Do you work with a lot of your clients with that too and teaching them the difference with the pranayonic breath and kundalini? So I'm actually doing my yoga teacher training right now. So I'm going to have my certification in December. So that's when I'm going to start incorporating all of that. Awesome. That is exciting. That is definitely exciting. Most of your clients that you have, are they uh, mostly online based or are they um, in-person one-to-one? Mostly online based. Um, and most of the work that I do, because I, I do work with clients, but also my main, um, my main focus at the moment is like my blog, writing blog posts and posting content. So most of the work that I do is online. I have some in person though. And out of all the blog posts that you do, um, do you enjoy doing more of the recipes, the fitness, lifestyle? Which one is your favorite thing to write about? Um, probably lifestyle and just things that I've learned. Um, like, for example, yesterday I, I had like a really annoying day and it taught me how to just let go and surrender. But I like when I can go more into depth about lessons that I've learned with, with people. Yeah. Yeah, I see that one of your recent ones that you did was um, talking about Twin Flames, which I love because I did a podcast episode back in um, right around July, right, right around my uh, three-year anniversary about Twin Flames, um, soulmates, and um, life partners. So I feel like we are vibing on a lot of the similarities there. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah I'm, I love Twin Flames and I love it, yeah. Yeah, and it looks like we have a lot of the um, same books that we like to read, too. I love Gabby Bernstein's books, too. Yeah. She's yeah. She's so awesome. She is. Yeah. She is. Um, for your yoga, is there a certain style of yoga that you enjoy a lot? I know a lot of times, I mean, right now you're probably learning so many different styles of yoga, but is there one that really resonates with you the most? So the studio that I'm doing my training with, um, they're very heavily based on Katona yoga. It's... Mm. Um, it's not a very well-known um, type of yoga, but I really, really love it. It was actually um, um, formed by this lady who lives in New York. Um, so it's very new. She came up with it like 40 years ago. Um, and I love Kundalini too. I think those are my two favorites for sure. 
Can you dive a little bit deeper into both of the practices? I'm familiar with Kundalini, but for those out there who might not be familiar with um, either one, especially the second one that you're talking about, I don't think I've even heard that. I don't think it was a single place out here in uh, Michigan that practices that form of yoga. So I'm interested in learning a little bit more about each, actually, if you can kind of explain the, um, the two of them. Yeah, so kundalini, um, for those who don't know what that is, it basically is more about the breath work and connecting to your higher self. And they also do a lot of, um, they basically, in the beginning of a class, they'll, they'll talk a lot about manifesting, and um, which I really love because I'm a big uh, believer in manifesting. So it's more about just connecting your breath work and um, bringing your energy from the base up to your crown chakra so that's kind of um that's basically what kundalini is and it's not really like vinyasa it's more just like you sit in one pose and you just do it over and over and over like different breathing exercises um and then katona is more about basically they talk a lot about how your body is a temple okay body is a home and it's more about like putting your body in certain angles and certain fits. And it's also um, about like moving a lot of junk out of your body. So you do a bunch of exercises that just help move like old energy out of your body um, and kind of stir it up. And it's, they do do like a little bit of vinyasa here and there, but it's more, um, it's also a lot of breath work and um, meditation and stuff like that. I love it. They seem like they go very well hand in hand. And now you have me wanting to, after this recording is to do some Kundalini. It's been a minute since I've done them. And I know there's a place nearby. I think it's a couple that have opened up their um, house to do Kundalini meditation. So I'm going to have to now Google and see what days they are. And if not, you know, go on to YouTube and do a, I think a couple of people I follow on YouTube have uh, Kundalini meditation. So I'm going to have to go and do that. Um, yeah, and, I can send you the one that I do every morning too. You would love it. That, that would be great. Because definitely, I know um, for me, when you mentioned about just that grounding going from the root to the crown, um, I know my crown is very high. Everything is pretty much from my third eye on up, um, third eye and crown. I, rooting has been a thing I've been trying to do a lot more, grounding grounding work, even just being outside um, and putting my feet into the ground. So I definitely would love to, to do that. I think that would be great, especially this week, this past um, couple of days ago, I had my first pr um, pranic healing session. So it would be nice to incorporate in the Kundalini now that I have all this energy work recently done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's pretty hard to like balance everything, and sometimes I feel myself like way too grounded, and then some days I feel myself way too in the air, <laughs> floating in the air. So it's good to find that balance for sure. Yes, yeah. There's always days like that. Um, so do you use Kundalini and uh, medita uh, meditations and also yoga to unwind after a stressful day, or do you because you have this practice all the time? Do you even and um, even have a lot of stress in your life so really my stress is really managed through those practices and I right. do a lot of self-care things to make sure that I don't get too stressed um, and when I do get stressed I like to do things that I don't do on a like normal daily basis like I'll take a bath or go in the jacuzzi or do like a just like a little self-care thing maybe watch one of my favorite shows um, but it is very hard for me to like get to the point where I'm really anxious um mm. 
Another thing I like to use that helps me instantly, it's like my new favorite thing is CBD. So I have a CBD vape pen and like I just do that and <laughs> my anxiety instantly like goes away. This is great timing as even at the um, pranic healing session I met with, and I was actually just talking to my, one of my clients about it. I met with a young lady locally who is CBD um, certified um, licensed. She makes all of the oils, she makes the edibles. And um, we were talking about having her do a local workshop to kind of dispel a lot of the myths when it comes around CBD oil. I have some people like, well, you know, can you get high off of it? And will it show up on drug tests and how, you know, you talk about living a healthy lifestyle and then you're incorporating drugs. So I think, or even for me, I'm always wondering what's the dosages of it. Um, can you tell me some of the benefits that you notice when it comes to the oil? Cause I'm still a little bit newbie when it comes to it. I haven't personally tried it myself. Mainly my husband's like, you're going to get high. And I'm like, I don't think you're going to get high <laughs> for the oil. No, you definitely <laughs> don't get high. From yeah. yeah. He's always worried. I was in Colorado and um, I was like, Oh, let's go to one of the dispensaries and I love to get some of the oil. And he's like, you never done any drugs before in your whole entire life. I'm not going to have you try this now on a trip. I'm like, oh I'm gosh, not trying to do drugs. I'm trying to get CBD oil. <laughs> that's hilarious. I know there's definitely a lot of myths around it there's THC and CBD. So THC is the component that gets you high and CBD is the component that has all of those health benefits, like reduces anxiety, reduces um, symptoms of like, if you if you get tremors and seizures and stuff like that. So CBD definitely doesn't get you high. Um, so what I have noticed with it is I have it in different forms. So I have like the oil and then I also have the pen. Okay. Um, and the oil is really good to use, like, if you want to, let's say for me, when I drink coffee, I get super jittery and anxious. But if I put in, like, a dropper full of CBD, like, it kind of reduces the effect of the jitters. And mm. um, so that's, like, a good way to use it or in a matcha latte. And um, it's less noticeable. The pen for me is, like, right away, if I start getting a little bit anxious, I'll take a hit from my pen and it immediately, all of those feelings go away like instantly. That's what I'm very interested in because I have a um, few friends and clients that are dealing with anxiety. Um, I've also heard it's really great for um, people like my mom dealing with arthritis. Um, me being in the fitness industry, I'm always sore from a workout. So quicker recovery times is what I'm really interested in. So this is Great timing because I'm just I just met someone recently about it and I'm looking forward to being able to incorporate it in my um, my own practice. The biggest thing is I'm always just trying to figure out like all right if I get the oil, what dosages um, is is great um, for the various different like ailments that I might end up having. But I'm glad I've had that conversation with you now. Yeah, I, I hope that you start using it because it's it's literally changed my whole life. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. That is definitely awesome. So tell me a little bit more about your, um, your business. You do meal plans and then you also um, offer like various different other services, including kitchen overhauls and meal delivery, which I love. I mean, I admire anyone that does stuff like that. Um, I don't have the time. <laughs> really to, like, I have time to cook for myself. I'm like, I cannot imagine cooking for someone else. So tell me a little bit about, um, first of all, um, how you even got into the the cooking aspect of it, and then a little bit more about all the services that you offer. So the cooking aspect is actually what I'm most interested in when it comes to nutrition. I'm 
an artist. So before I decided to study nutrition, I was studying um, music. So I've always been an artist. I'm a very creative person. So for me, cooking is like another form of art. And I just love cooking. I've always grown up cooking and I've always loved to cook. So um, I love coming up with like my own recipes and stuff and showing people that eating healthy doesn't have to be just bland, like brown rice and a piece of protein and some steamed veggie. <laughs> so I definitely like to be creative and make like foods that would normally be junky into healthier versions of them. So that's what I'm really passionate about. Um, so yeah, I've always loved cooking. It's like a form of therapy for me. I'm glad that you said that it doesn't have to be bland food. Uh, that is one of my models um, is that I eat for function and for flavor. It drives me nuts when people, and I think it's a lot of dispelling the myths again, like you, we were talking about with CBD oil. When it comes to eating healthy foods, people are like, oh, it's going to taste like sawdust and it's going to be like rice cakes all the time. It's so bland. And I'm like, I don't want to have to do this and I don't want to have to give up my sweets. And I tell people, I'm like, I have a massive sweet tooth. Um, so I come up with healthy like recipes when it comes to that. And then also your taste buds begin to change. So small little swaps, like don't do a crazy 365, you know, overall, but like change up small things here and there. And you start to realize it tastes a lot better. It, it has it more flavor. Exactly. It tastes so much better, like most of the time. And then seasoning. I, I tell people all the time, like season, do you season your food? It drives me nuts when people are like, yeah, salt and pepper. I'm like, oh, no wonder you live a bland life. <laughs> I mean, if you walk around and all you're doing is your only thing in your, in your cabinet. And I've done um, like the uh, VIP day, which is kind of, I guess, like your, a little bit like your kitchen overall. I've gone in there and people are just like, yeah, this is my seasoning. I'm like you have salt and pepper. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> We're gonna have to like buy buy you some seasoning. <laughs> yeah, there's only so much that I can do with salt and pepper. Like, there's so much other flavors that are out there that you're missing out when it comes to vegetables. When it comes to like seasoning up your meat, I mean, I even throw cinnamon on my berries every single morning. It just gives a, a little yeah. bit more flavor. Like, why would you? And it, and it has healing properties, which you know I don't think a lot of people. Um, outside of the wellness industry really understand that it, it's actually not just great for flavor, but it has so much healing properties in it. Yeah, cinnamon is great for lowering, lowering your blood sugar. Yes, yeah, exactly. And so pairing it with something a little bit sweet also helps crave off a lot of that, um, that sweet tooth that you end up having too. Um, yeah. So back again, um, back to your your cooking. How long have you been doing um, a lot of your meal prep and delivery services? And how many clients do you have for that program? So um, I just graduated in May. And before that, I was just focusing on my blog and getting content out there. Um, but I did, when I was in college, I did um, a bunch of healthy cooking lessons for younger kids. So I would teach them how to cook healthy, go to their house after school. And it was a lot of fun. I actually made a bunch of meal plans for people in college as well. But now um, I have more like regular clients. Um, I don't take on that many at the moment since my, again, like my blog and my Instagram is my main focus right now. But um, I do have a couple of clients. That's awesome. That's definitely nice. The cooking classes are great, um, especially like I think a lot of people go off into college and I know for me, I've always cooked, but I look at back at my husband who went off in college and was like, I don't know how to cook. <laughs> and yeah, so most people don't. 
Yeah, and you get used to, you know, most, a lot of dorms, you know, they, they do provide the first year, if you're staying in a dorm, you have like the meal services. And back when I was going to college, this is a while ago, like the food was horrible. I mean, salads were brown, carrots were white. I'm like, what is this? Like, why, why, is, why is this baby carrot white? Um, and it was just bad. Now I go back to the same school and I've done college tours and taken some other young um, kids out there who are, were interested in going to my alma mater. And I look back, I'm like, oh my gosh, you have so much variety, but it's still, you have some healthy foods, but then you also have, of course, the unhealthy food options. And it's fine when you are there and you have someone cooking for you, but then when you go off and you get your own, you know, kitchen and you're now and out of the dormitories and possibly have your own apartment, and they're like, deer in the headlights. I don't know what to do. <laughs> like, I know. And I, it's crazy. I always said that I feel like it should be mandatory, even in elementary school, to have like a basic cooking class. Definitely. Or a basic meditation class because those two tools are just so necessary and I don't understand how we don't have that we luckily I don't know about um where you are but in probably in the LA area I'm definitely yeah the LA area I would assume that they probably have um, more of this versus in Detroit but we recently had a couple I think it's a nonprofit organization and I love it um they go into the inner city schools where a lot of these kids are dealing with a lot of issues, everything from not just poverty, but, um, you know, not stable home environments and everything else, like their basic needs are not being met. So when it comes to dealing with their emotions, dealing with any kind of anger management, um, they didn't have the skill sets to, to be able to deal with that. And they've now are practicing this, um, I think it's the same organizations that's teaching kids meditation and yoga. Um, and I don't know how often they go into the schools. I want to say it's almost on a weekly basis, but they have various different things like um, teaching the kids like breathing, inhaling and exhaling, teaching the kids um, various different yoga poses, and then getting them to actually meditate. And they're going into these grade schools. And I think it's amazing because these are great lifelong skills so that you can learn how to calm your mind and be able to center yourself before just reacting all the time. That's amazing. I haven't heard of that here, but we, we definitely should start having more of that. Yeah, definitely. And then I think there's now starting to get, because um, I reached out to another organization that's trying to do um, more cooking programs. I know there's one that partners up with a couple of the youth um, and they actually teach the kids how to cook. And then they may, they now, the kids will create like their own product and the organization will market the product to various different, um, they start off with a soft launch, I think at the farmer's market. And then they start talking to other local um, businesses, whether it's coffee shops or whatever it may be yoga studios on um, having that product into their spa. So one of them was like these little energy bars that they've launched and it was a group of kids that actually created them. And now it's, they're making, you know, pretty decent money, but they're teaching them the skill sets of cooking and then being able to launch their own product and business. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yes. Yeah, so I loving it. I mean, it's long. I mean, we have a long ways to come versus like in LA, we still have, um, there's still a lot of issues when it comes to healthy eating. We're just now getting a little bit more vegan restaurants. Like now we have a vegan Coney Island. <laughs> so it's like, vegan vegan junk food but um it's it's nice to see that they're taking initiative with the kids and teaching them at a very young age to do that that's awesome 
So for your cooking parties, can you explain a little bit more about what's in, um, incorporated into your cooking parties? Yeah, so I kind of work with people depending on what they want. So it can be for any event if you just want someone to come over and show you guys how to cook like a healthy meal. I usually do like a three course meal or obviously if it's for younger kids, we don't have that. But um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just like a fun thing to do um, for pretty much any type of event. I love yeah. it. I love it. And I also love that your philosophy is that you don't really um, adhere or stick to one, um, I guess, um, diet trend. Um, I'm very much like that. I tell a lot of my clients, I'm like, you know, there's so many different diets out there, paleo, ketogenic, whatever it may be, um, vegan, plant-based. I'm like, I know all the protocols, but as far as listening and tuning into yourself and really um, learning what your body needs, everyone's bodies are different. And I love that. That's very similar to your a philosophy when it comes to things yeah we're, we have a lot of similar philosophies which it really frustrates me when people try to push for a certain diet and say that that's the only way because it's just it's not realistic and I mean even for a person in their in the time of their life like maybe for a year they need to go more plant-based and then after that it'll change and they need to go more paleo so it's like you're always your body's always changing you just have to listen to it and go with the flow and I think a lot of times there's, there's a huge tribe around these various different diet trends. And it's great to have that community for support, but there's also people who will go from one, whether it's more plant-based and then they decide that they're going to go paleo or vice versa. Um, and it feels like they're being in their own tribe, kind of ostracized for like, well, how are you going to go from one to the other one? Like you're no longer part of us. And it's, I, I'm seeing that a lot of people who are starting to honor their bodies and realizing that, well, maybe I've been plant-based vegan for a long time, but my you know, iron levels are down and I'm losing a lot of nutrients that I can get from um, animal sources, more organic animal sources. They're, they're worried about like, making that, that change. And I think a lot of it is not just, you know, how's my body going to respond to it, but also what are other people going to think about it because I built my whole life or I've been you know, this, in this diet trend for the last five years and now I'm making this switch, although it's better for my health. I don't want to come out and tell my friends and family members and the people that know me as, you know, I'm Stephanie and I'm vegan. And now I'm going to, now I'm Stephanie and I'm about to incorporate more animal products into my, my body. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that because I went through the same thing. I was vegan and like vegetarian for a while. And then when I, I knew my body needed some animal protein and I was so scared of because by that point I had like 20,000 Instagram followers and they all knew that I was vegan. And I was so worried about what would people think and oh my gosh. And that was like the main reason that it took me a while to like start incorporating animal protein. And looking back, it's so sad. And I feel like no one should ever have to feel that way because they're listening to their body. And um, I remember I got so many negative comments on my Instagram. Mm -hmm. It was just ridiculous. And I was like, sometimes I ask myself, I'm like, being vegan is being nice towards animals, but then you don't want to be nice towards people. And it just kind of contradicts everything to me. Uh, yes. I, <laughs> I, I like that, that thought process. I mean, it, 
we we all all you know one one of the same thing. So if you're gonna be nice, if you're gonna sit there and hug a tree and be great towards um, animals, then you know show some compassion towards another human being too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna ask you. I'm glad that you touched base on um, you know that transition because I know quite a few other um, people who have blogs and um, have a lot of followers on Instagram. When they made that transition, they they did get a lot of negative and some positive people were, you know, came out very happy and saying like, thank you because now you've made me feel like it's okay to make that transition too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what is one goal that you would like to accomplish before the end of the year? I've been working on a healthy recipe book for a while and I keep kind of procrastinating and pushing it to the side um, so one of my goals is definitely to release it by the end of the year. Awesome. Great. That's exciting. Writing a recipe. That's where I struggle is the actual like, um, portion sizes of everything. Well, more so with spices. Like I know what spices I like. I, um, and I do like little cooking live videos and people are like, well, how much of this? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> you, know just, you just kind of intuitively know like how much. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like you intuitively know, like I, I was just—I saw somewhere else where, like, um, you know, you know that um, you're tapping into your intuition, where you already know what spices go with what, and then when to stop, like, yep, yeah. And I just kind of look go based off of like how it looks or how it smells, or I'm just like, yeah, that's good. Like, that's good. And it always comes out, you know, great. Sometimes mm -hmm. some stuff comes out a little bit spicier, but I like my stuff hot, so it's not. Me too thing and um i was struggling when i wrote like a quick little holiday cookbook um mm -hmm. i was talking to one of my friends as a chef and i'm like i don't know how to write i don't i don't know the seasoning i don't i never measure <laughs> she's like just just write to taste and i was like oh that works <laughs> yeah that's what i do i just put to taste yeah 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 she, as soon as she said that i released a lot of that and i'm like oh okay great i can do that because I'm, I'm like people are gonna ask me as they always do how much and i'm like oh <laughs> Like you just I know. I know. sprinkle <laughs> and call I it a day. I know. I'm the same way. <laughs> that, that's awesome. So what kind of recipes um, are you going to do a variety of like breakfast, lunch, dinner, snack? Like what kind of things are you kind of looking at? You don't have to tell me the exact recipes, but. Yeah. Yeah. So most of the recipes are done. I just have three more to do, but it's separated into six categories. So I have breakfast, mains, snacks, beverages, desserts, and like bakery. Um, yeah, so those are the six categories and I'll have five recipes in each category. See, yeah. So you got, you said three more recipes to do? Yeah, 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 but I've just been procrastinating on those. Knock one out, one, one each week, you'll be done. You'll be yeah. done. Yeah. Are you gonna self-publish this book? Yes. Knock that out. That's gonna be your goal, starting like, this weekend, do one recipe. <laughs> yeah, you, you'll get it done. That, no more procrastinating on that. The world needs that recipe book. Oh, thank you. <laughs> All right, so I want to go into a little section that's going to be like some rapid fire questions just to get to know you a little bit more. Um, you don't have to think too hard on this, just the first thing that kind of comes to your mind. Um, so, are you a tea or coffee person? Matcha. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you do like a latte? Yes, I do a latte every single morning. I love right. Can you tell us what you put in it? Because I've, I've been trying to, I did one yesterday with a little bit of ashwagandha and then I forgot like the sweetener and I 
took it to my office. I'm like, this oh, no. is kind of bitter. <laughs> oh, no, I've done that before where I'll forget to put, because I use stevia to sweeten it. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, yeah. And I'll forget and I'll be like, I, I have to like spit it out because it's so gross without the sweetener. <laughs> you put the sweetener in there. Yeah, so um, what do you put in your, your matcha? I'd love to hear it. I do matcha, stevia. Um, I do some kind of superfood powder. So I'll do like tokos or um, that's my favorite at the moment, which it's like a rice bran soluble and it makes it more creamy and gives it like a vanilla flavor. And then I'll do coconut milk. Okay, cool. Yeah, I had um, I had all of my seeds and I did mine kind of like um, a kind of like a matcha chai latte. So I had cardamom, cinnamon, some ginger in it and some cloves and it was all great. And I put my little ashwagandha in there, my matcha and my almond milk. And I hurried up and put it like in a little um, jar, took it to the office, warmed it up a couple hours later and I was drinking it. I'm like, mm, yeah, I, I, I probably drank half of it. And I'm like, I'm going to try to get through this, but it needs some stevia. <laughs> I'm like, it, desperately need some stevia I'm like ashwagandha and matcha can be very bitter I know that's a very bitter combo <laughs> yeah. I was like I had energy I just didn't have the sweet like I don't want anything super sweet I'm like I just needed something to kind of take the, the the bitter edge off of it favorite type of exercise I love yoga my go-to awesome how many times a week do you do it I do it at least four times a week. And then I also like to walk in nature like twice a week at least. Yeah, mm, I love that too. Very good and grounding. Um, yes. my, my favorite place to be spiritually connected is in nature. Me too. Do you like crystals? I love crystals. Okay. So what's your favorite crystal and why? It will always be rose quartz um, just because it's such a loving crystal and such a heart opener. I love it for self-love. I love it when I need to remember to give love to others. I love it in order. It helps me receive love from others. It's just like my favorite crystal in the whole world. <laughs> Do you like your crystals more on the polished or on the raw side? Um, polished, probably. Cool. Um, favorite book or a must read book that you might have recently had or if you had a recommendation that you said like hey guys this is a book that you must read for me it's um the law of attraction by abraham hicks that's just like i always say if i could if somebody could only read one book for their whole life i definitely recommend that one that is a good book we have so many things in common <laughs> yeah we do i love it do you have a favorite quote or affirmation so I am such a quote person. I'm obsessed with quotes. So I have like millions of quotes that I love. <laughs> and same with affirmations. But so my maybe naming a couple of them that you like. Yeah. So my favorite affirmation at the moment that I've been using is it is safe for me to be deeply loved, successful and wealthy. That's my Ooh, favorite. That is a good one. Yeah, because um, I feel like lately I was struggling with I was doing a lot of like manifesting work and a lot of the stuff I was asking for came to me and it kind of started to freak me out. And I was like, oh my gosh, like now I have everything that I've asked for, but like I started freaking out. And then um, I thought of that affirmation that it's safe for me to be loved and successful and wealthy. I like that. I might have to start incorporating that, um, that too. Cause I've had it, those experiences where like you manifest something, you're like, uh, Okay, now what do I do? 
know. It's scary. Like you want it, but you don't think it's going to happen as quickly. Like that. You're like, that's like a long-term goal and like a five-year goal. And your five-year goal comes like the very next day. You're like, oh, what do I do now? <laughs> exactly. It's scary sometimes. <laughs> yes. Yes, definitely. And then if you're very big into um, the law of attraction and manifesting, I mean, you get to the point where you become very great at manifesting. You're just like, oh, that's, did I just manifest? Did I just manifest that a couple of times where I'm just, I noticed I manifest people not calling me too. I'm like, oh, I'm so busy. I hope no one calls me or I'm like, and then I don't hear from anyone for a while. I was like, oh, babe, shoot. I should probably not say that because there goes my clients too. Yeah, so I'm like, I have to be careful. I need to be a little bit more intentional on when I say, I hope no one calls me. I should be more like, I hope no one like a telemarketer calls me. Exactly. <laughs> I do want the clientele to call me. Exactly. <laughs> um, great. Um, any healthy snacks? One of your favorite healthy snacks? Um, so I love making like bliss balls and energy balls at home. And I have a bunch of recipes for different ones on my website, but those are my favorite snacks. Yeah, they're good. Now, see, now I'm over there craving some of that. <laughs> I want to go make my, I want to do some kundalini. <laughs> Then I'm going to have to make my matcha again with actually stevia in it this time and make some energy balls. But it's been a yes. minute since I've actually made those. Um, my, my husband will definitely love them. And it's so nice that you can just add so many different things to it, depending on your flavor and what it is that you're craving at that time um, and not have to worry about baking anything. <laughs> I know. It's so much fun. Um, a place that you always wanted to visit and why? So I really want to travel all over South America. I've been to Ecuador twice and I love it. Mm. Um, but I'm obsessed with Latin culture. So I just want to visit everywhere in South America. Gotcha. Yeah. If you ever get a chance, I went on um, my honeymoon in Peru. Very beautiful. Uh, Machu Picchu is nice. I would recommend not going in December. We went during Christmas and it was rainy season. Um, and we were like, oh, it's no big deal. We got to the um, the Golden Gate, like the sun, the sun cast gate, where you can see the big picturesque view, and mm -hmm. it was cloudy, and it was pouring oh. down rain. When we finally got to Machu Picchu, we did a four-day hike, so probably at least half of the days it was raining. Um, oh, and I, I was like, why did we decide? It was beautiful. I mean, absolutely beautiful. We even went to parts of the Amazon. I'm like, but why did we decide to do this? And you're soaking wet, <laughs> and... You couldn't even see like the stuff that you wanted to see because everything was cloudy. It was still an amazing experience overall. Um, and I, you probably will enjoy the food as much as I did. The food was exquisite. I didn't expect it to be as amazing as it was. That, that was one of the things I was kind of like, oh, well, you know, I'm going more for the culture and the experience. And I didn't really think of the food because I never heard of like Peruvian food up until then. Um, love it and finally have a Peruvian restaurant that just opened up nearby so yeah I, I, I was there like grand opening I'm like yes I, <laughs> I am there so before that I, I mean I live in Michigan the last the closest place that we have is in Chicago which is four hours away <laughs> and I, I'm not driving four hours for food I, although I love food I'm not driving four hours for it <laughs> That's awesome. Do you have any upcoming um, events or any upcoming like programs that you um, foresee before the end of the year? Um, so I, I put together a bunch of wellness events with my friend Holly where we incorporate essential oils because I work for doTERRA as well. 
Um, so we're doing an event actually, um, a week from now on next Sunday, we're going to do a group hike in Los Angeles. Um, so if any of you guys are from Los Angeles, you guys are more than welcome to join the info, um, is on my Instagram and I'll also post it on my website. And then I do events like that every month in LA. So, um, yeah, that's what I have planned in the near future. So out of all the doTERRA um, oils, and I just joined them too, um, love them, what is your favorite? That's a very hard question because <laughs> I love so many of them. I'm obsessed. Okay, um, what are your, I would say, your top five? Okay, so I love Copaiba. Um, that's also one that really helps me reduce my anxiety. I take two drops under my tongue in the morning and sometimes at night too, so I love that one. I love balance. Um, I, it helps me stay grounded. So I put some under my feet. I rub it under my feet every morning and on the back of my neck. Um, I love elevation. It's like a very happy, um, uplifting scent. So I like to put that in my diffuser and then like on my neck as well. Mm -hmm. So that was three. Um, I love lavender. That, that's like a must have just for everything. It has yeah. so many good purposes. Um, and I love wild orange. I like to put it in my water and in my smoothies. Yeah, I have wild orange. And apparently I had tangerine. Um, I bought that a while ago in like in a gift set. And I don't know where it is. I've been tearing up my whole house. <laughs> and I have three floors. So it's a pretty big house. I'm like, I have been tearing up this whole house looking for it. I'm like, I'm at the point where when I place my next order, I'm just gonna like, oh, well, you know what? Just, just get the tangerine. Yeah, just get it. Like, why am I trying to kill, kill myself? I'm like, it's somewhere, either here or at my office. And I've looked in my car. I'm like, or someone swiped it. I don't know. <laughs> That's so funny. I, either way. Um, but Copaya, I read, a, I just saw something about it the other day. So I want to take a deeper look into that. Um, it is really yeah. interesting that you brought it up. What is the scent of it? Is it like, um, I, was it that the one that smells kind of like cinnamony or? It's like a very distinct scent. I don't know how I would describe it. Okay. It's, it has like its own <laughs> scent, like distinct. I don't know how I would describe it. That's actually a good question. Hmm. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'd take a deeper look into that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I know a lot of people, they love frankincense. To me, the smell is, I don't know. I have to get used to it. The, yeah, incense is so good though for so many different purposes. Yeah, oil. Yes, definitely, definitely. And I just made um, one of my friends a couple of rollerballs. She was dealing with um, like just seasonal, I guess, allergies. Um, so I, I did it like one that was for On Guard, and I did another one with um, eucalyptus, peppermint, and um, I think it was a little bit of lemon um, for her to open up her um, passageways. And she sent me a message. She was like, you are like a wizard. I don't know what you did, but these essential oils were amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, I was like, great, because she's a Pilates instructor. I'm like, you cannot afford to get sick any longer. I and I, I mean, a lot of times it is the self-care, which you have down pat. I love it um, to, be, to be so aware of, you know, taking that time to really tune back into yourself. And as much as you are giving, making sure that you're also receiving. Yeah, so important because we'll have nothing to give if we don't take care of ourselves first. Yeah, and that's hard. As wellness professionals, I know I struggle. I tell my clients all the time that and then um, I get to a burnout point or almost to a burnout point. Adrenal fatigue was set in and I have to remind myself, okay, 
is my body telling me to step back? Um, lately, I've been trying to be a little bit more intuitive and listening to the signs before it gets to that point <laughs> where yeah. it's like, okay, do I need to wake up at 5.30 today, even though I have my morning ritual, or can I sleep in until 7 and cuddle up next to my dog or my husband a little bit longer? And, you know, does, does that little bit of time of that self-ritual, does it have to be on a daily basis, or can I kind of change up my routine a little bit and be perfectly yeah. fine with it? Yeah, yeah, that's so important. Yeah. Well, Rachel, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm excited to listen to your upcoming events. I want to definitely talk to you a little bit more later on about essential oils. Um, and I'm also excited about listening to that um, Kundalini meditation that you're going to do. I know a lot of great things are coming your way. Can you tell people the various different ways that they can reach you if they want yes. to find out more? Yes, so you can find me on my Instagram at Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L underscore Katz, K-A-T-Z underscore. And that's the same on all of my socials, so on Twitter as well. Um, and then on Facebook, you can join uh, my private Facebook group. It's called the Full Life Babes. And then you can find me on my website at www.thefulllifebyrachel.com. Awesome. And I will get all the information and put it in the show notes. So if you guys are driving, you don't have to worry about trying to pull out your phone and instantly follow. That's probably not the safest way of doing it. Yeah, definitely. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> or, or don't stop your yoga practice. Um, but um, we'll definitely get all the information and put it in the show notes. Thank you so much, Rachel. I really appreciate you taking this time to be on the show. I know it's super early where you are. Uh, but I know a lot of people in Michigan and across the United States will be excited to listen to more about it. And if you are in the LA area, definitely check out her website, attend some of her events, and then check out her, um, her services that she offers. It's amazing. You're not going to regret it. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for tuning into Love Your Life podcast. All information and links for this podcast can be found in the show notes. If you like this episode and want to continue the conversation, you can email me at info at fitnesswellnesslife.com. And for more information to living a life you love, follow me on Instagram at FWL underscore Steph and on Facebook at Fitness Wellness Life. As always, you can schedule a free 30-minute call with me by going to www.fitnesswellnesslife.com. Thanks again, and don't forget to tune in next week for another inspiring episode. Don't forget to like, comment, and follow our sponsors, Scribed, unlimited audio and ebooks for $8.99 a month, and Rocky's Natural Body Products. Use the link in the show notes to sign up.